Hi, everybody. It's Nick with Erotic Boudoir, and I just wanted to thank everyone that came out to the Love, Lust, and Badass Soul live show in D.C. It completely lived up to its name. It was cool and deadly with a ton of unadulterated fuckery. <laughs> I can't wait for the next installment. 4.0 and ATL. See you there. Love. Love. Lust. Lust. And battle today i promise <laughs> <laughs> ladies and gentlemen listen it is love lust and badass soul coming fresh out of cool and deadly unadulterated fuckery 3.0 we we recovered aj we we survived the nation's capital how are you doing lovely no i think you need to say the nation's capital survived us we didn't break <laughs> we left shit intact we, we let, went to our respective homes and behave ourselves for the most part we did a couple of things that like threw people out of their seats, but you know, we we did good. We did good. It was awesome. It was absolutely awesome. It was such an amazing experience and a great event. And our audience was just phenomenal, phenomenal. Yeah, it honestly like, of course, going into a live show and our first one, I didn't know what type of audience interaction will get like what level do they just want to sit back and watch us do our thing what level do they want to be an active participant in the conversation and i think the icebreaker definitely helped but um it, they kind of as soon as one person took it off the whole audience was engaged and by the end of it it was like a discussion between us and the whole it was it was a beautiful thing and I absolutely love that. And it, you're, you know what you're absolutely right because i was thinking okay like are we gonna because i had a, a couple of moments of worry and thinking like you know, like, are, are people going to, like, participate? Is this just going to be me and Utah? Because you know what I mean? Like, when we do it in this format, we don't know who's listening. Exactly. We don't know who are yelling and cussing at their phone, yelling, yelling and cussing at their laptop or whatever, right? It's just me and you like this. But that, for me, was, like, one of the highlights of it when people were just acting. Like, when we, you know, the certain things that we were reading, people were like, yeah. And they're, like, talking. They're talking to us. And it made me think that that's what they, that's what they do when they're in the privacy of their own home actually listening to us. But it was nice. <laughs> Yeah, and then, really then the uh, open marriage versus polyamorous relationship conversation that we got into, that was a great one. And I loved how just just how open and, and we got people who gave their opinions on it and the whole dating a bisexual man. Like it was it was a really and that that part we didn't even plan. It kind of just happened organically. Yeah. It was beautiful. And it was very mature. Yeah which is something that I definitely appreciate because the thing is with, with different personalities in the room, you don't know how people are going to mesh or meld or get along. And everyone was mature. Everyone was respectful. Voices were heard. You know what I mean? No one was chastised. Like even if you didn't agree with what was being said, people were respectful about it. And and that's one of the things that I love because I know that we always talk about that. You can, you can agree to disagree with someone. You can hear a person's point. You can respect what they're, what they're saying. You don't have to love it and you don't have to agree with it, but you can respectfully agree to disagree. And it was great to see 
that kind of um, engagement and interaction and camaraderie in the room, especially in a room full of people who, you know, like there were groups and pockets of people who knew each other, but everyone collectively didn't know each other, which was really... It was a great first experience. Yeah. CJ! <laughs> yes, and and, and I, I know like we all went to a bar afterwards, but that's why I'm glad with what we do next. It's going to be the after party in the same place because seeing everyone kind of all interacting and talking after the show, and, you know, it, it was a beautiful thing to see a bunch of people who didn't all know each other beforehand after they experienced that live show. They're just sitting there talking and kicking the shit and, and mingling with people they don't know. So it was, listen... It, it was fucking amazing. And I'm not just saying that because it was us. If this was somebody else's live show and they did the same thing, I'd be saying the same thing. It was amazing to see that. And, you know, we had a couple of people come off the street because they saw black people, a bunch of black people walking into this venue and they just had to know what was going on. They paid for a ticket and stayed for the show. It's man. It was humbling. Yeah. And people who had never listened to the podcast before, but came to the event anyway, are now new listeners, which is like, it was just, it was great. As a kickoff to our tour, it was phenomenal. It yeah. really, really. So are we, are we going to announce it now? We're going to wait to the end of the show. What are we doing? Wait to the end. Okay. We'll wait to the end. Um, so one of the topics that we did discuss at the live show, and I want to talk about it here because the listener didn't actually come to the live show. So I want to make sure that she knows that we're actually talking about her subject. And this one is just a paraphrase because it was really, really long. I promise you we read the whole email at the live show, ma'am. But to kind of paraphrase it here, she tells the story of her sister dating this guy i believe it's been for four years and um her sister's 35 the guy's 29 or vice versa i'm sorry if i don't have that order right and so they've been dating she doesn't know where he works she knows his first name and his birthday doesn't has never met anyone in his life they've been having car sex for this whole entire time four years 30 years old you've been having sex exclusively in the car um and it you know this this email is is pretty long but i mean that's the gist of it and and she wanted to know is her sister the side chick so aj i mean what do we say at the live show (laughs) what did everybody say (laughs) she's not even the side chick she's the backup to the side chick yeah like she knows nothing about this man, but he implicitly trusts him, considers him to be her husband. You know, there was a part in the email where he asked her to eat his ass and she did. And she felt like that took them to a, a new sexual and emotional level and just made her feel more connected and tied to him. You know, he's never taken her out anywhere. He's never been to her home. Then when he broke up with the woman that he was with, that he had ended up having a child, a child with somebody with, because yeah. he was have to do something crazy like that broke up with that woman moved in with a roommate she still couldn't come to his place because now she didn't have a car like it was just crazy he made arrangements with her arrangements with her to meet at a, a hotel for them to have sex but she had no way of getting there so he kind of like ditched her like it was just crazy but she's not even the side chick because honestly side chicks even get a regular schedule side chicks even know where you live in case you want them to come to your house to tea for one two piece side chicks at least get maybe like not a valentine's day they make the, the, the day after valentine's day they don't get christmas they get boxing day. you know what i mean side chicks at least get a level of respect where they're the second girlfriend she doesn't even have that how do you not fucking know this man's name after four years yeah fam how are you taking hood in the people's car for four <laughs> years. Not, Her not back was hurt. Mat- <laughs> DJ, not even a blow-up mattress. Could even, I would even take a blow-up mattress. Not even a blow- In somebody's car? 
for four years and you're grown grown you're not 15 or 16 why are you taking fuck in car for four years please help me understand that she's not even the side chick she's less than she's the backup to the side chick god no yeah and and yeah like you said like it's not even she she is the person that literally when all his and she may not even be this the the second side chick like when everyone else is unavailable he goes to her thank you thank you and 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 you know and it's 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 yeah it's funny to hear and for us to talk about but it's really sad and i hope your sister really play this for get her to listen to this because she's worth more than this and i don't care what else she's been through everyone is worth more than this there is somebody who will treat you like the queen you are there's someone who will appreciate everything that you do there's somebody who will not take this shit for granted for someone to, to not even have the decency to take you inside four walls and to have sex with you in a car for four years don't get me wrong like i like i said at the live show i'm all down for getting it in where we can from time to time like i'm all, all good for let's putting up pulling over on the side of the road from time to time but exclusive car sex for four years no no that's not a good look but then the thing is too like even just the basic things how do you not know what his last name is after four years you know what I mean? How do you not have just the basic details about him after four years? And how is it that you convince yourself that this man loves you when he hasn't shown you anything but he wants to fuck you? You know what I mean? I say all the time because women, we we are emotional creatures. There's no denying that. You, you can't equate sex and love because they are not synonymous. Sex and love are not synonymous. I'm going to say it again. Sex and love are not synonymous. It's just sex. And the fact that he stepped out of whatever your relationship is to go have a child with somebody else because you were either unable or unwilling to have a child, that alone should let you know that this man doesn't respect you. Sis, you deserve so, so much more than that. You know what I mean? And and, and he doesn't love you. That's not love. That is not love. It, It just isn't. That man doesn't even respect you enough to really even consider and care about your feelings. Like that's, that's a, that's toxicity at its best like yeah yeah that makes my head scratch me yeah yeah <laughs> let's sis, seriously stop stop wasting your time um just do do better it, it, hold, hold someone to higher regard or make them respect you more than that and that's that's what you have to do sometimes and i hate the saying i hate it when people always like blankly throw out like well men will only do what you let them get away with people will let you do what you what what you let them get away with if you allow yourself to continually be treated away and not speak up guess what even if they don't have malicious intent you're you're programming them to think okay she's okay with this so why should i do anything else yeah you're right you have to demand better you have to demand better so um hopefully hope i'm uh, thank you for the email i'm sorry that you know you didn't get to hear it at the live show and that interaction but uh definitely take that to heart get your sister to listen to this podcast that's what i would say all right, let's get into the next one. AJ, this one is... Oh, wait, before we get into this, we're actually... Throughout the show, we're going to be playing uh, clips of people who actually did come to the live show. You're going to get their reaction. So we're going to get into one of those right now. And then we will come back from that. AJ is going to read the next next topic. for Peace and blessings to you both. I truly, truly, truly enjoyed that live show. I, I don't think that there was a more fun space to be in that Saturday, but to be in an area where you could watch two people feed off of each other's energy the way that you two do. I think that we hear it every week when we hear you guys actually, you know, through a recording, but to see you guys in a space like that and to watch you guys just be so 
comfortable with one another, made us comfortable enough to be able to have the conversations and to make the comments and to yell and, you know, be as wild as we were. I truly, truly enjoyed that. AJ, I could watch you suck dick all day long, queen. And CJ, you could eat an orange out my hand any fucking day. Um, Just overall, I think that there needs to be more events like this, but I think it doesn't get any better than Love, Lust, and Badass Soul. I can't wait till you guys host the next event. I'm definitely going to be there. I'm following you guys till the end of fucking time. And you guys just truly make me proud to be a lusty. So definitely keep up the good work. And I can't wait to see you guys again. Okay. So this one says, good evening, good night again. And congratulations on the live show. I heard it was amazing. And you and Miss AJ looked amazing. Hoping you would save this as a listener question for whenever you film another episode. Because I generally want to hear both your opinions on this. I have a friend, she is 19 years old and has known this man for over a year. He is 28. They've been in a relation and she's been in a relationship with this man for eight months. They smoke weed. They drink to their heart's content to the point where it is unhealthy. I'm sure they don't have stable money or stable jobs. She doesn't. And she doesn't have a high school education. This man has a long list of drugs he has done over the years. Some I've never even heard the names of. And they live together in the back of an apartment in, New, in someone's apartment in New Hampshire. Eight months into the relationship, she decided she's ready to have kids and she proposes to him. A week after the proposal, past week, it's been like this constantly. And honestly, even before the engagement, it was like this. She second guesses herself, she makes decisions out of love and isn't thinking straight at all and gets upset when those decisions backfire on her. She claims to love this man very much and he claims to love her. Yet three times already, she has come to me claiming that he pulled the if you leave me, I'll kill myself card. Aside from that, she talks about nothing but him. Her and I used to talk about what we love to do in our free time, the music we loved, what she wanted to do when she makes enough money to do it. But it's as if this man is sucking the life out of her and just smoking her out and drinking with her and giving her sex. I'm tired of having to play the therapist in her relationship because that's genuinely all she comes to me for. If I tell her about it, it's like we're walking on eggshells because she's so sensitive and emotional. I'd rather just cut her off, but I feel bad. Should I be blunt like I do with everything, with everyone else? Cut her off completely? Walk around the situation? Suck it up and deal with it because she's my friend? I don't know. Please help. I'm so sorry this was so long, Mr. Hayes. Please don't kill me. Love, R. <laughs> this is a lot of, lot of shit to unpack. Um, yeah. How the hell do you wind up in an engagement with something like this? You just heard me say it. Women, because we are emotional creatures, we confuse sex with love. And really and truly, it's like, you know, if you were in a relationship that wasn't the greatest before, and now you, you're in a relationship where this man is spending all his time with you and having sex with you all the time and giving you all his attention because he doesn't fucking work anywhere. Excuse me. <laughs> yourself oh my god he loves me because everything about his world is me but really and truly when you break down the dynamics of it he has so much time to spend with you because he doesn't do anything else he's not productive you know and for a man that's 28 there's a 10 year age difference between them he should be more of a of a a leader and and a guide to her about living a good life you know you're sitting down drinking and smoking and doing drugs day in and day out one the harm that you're causing to your body 
at some point could be irreparable too. You're talking about having children when your whole entire being is toxic right now, not just for yourself, but in thinking about creating life and bringing another human being into the world, you need to get yourself physically and mentally and emotionally right. You know, then you play the guilt card when he says to you, if you ever leave me, I'm going to kill myself. That that's a whole other, that's something that we can't even really get into because that's just going to be a whole long discussion. But I mean, wheeling it back, the person who sent the, the, the message wants to know what she should do. Um, I don't think cutting your friend off is the right thing to do. You may want to limit your interactions with her. But honestly, if she's your friend, you need to sit down and hard talk her. Whether she cries, whether she bawls, whether she gets upset or not, if you love her, you need to sit down and hard talk her about what she's doing with her life. And she essentially has two choices. She's either going to listen to you or not listen to you, you know? But at the very least, if you've said it to her, if you've wished what your concerns are, if you've expressed to her, you know, I don't feel like this is the right path. It's not to say that you're trying to choose for her what she should do, but if you can give her very clear vision about how she's ruining her life and the toxicity that's around her and the way that she's toxified or allowed her life to become toxic, she might listen, you know? And if all else fails, once you've done that and you've sat down and had that hard talk with her, you need to distance yourself emotionally so that you don't get caught up in the situation because it's very easy for us to get so wrapped up in what everyone else is doing, what our friends are doing, what's happening in their lives that, you know, we start to take on that stress. We start to take on that drama and it starts to affect us mentally and emotionally. And you don't want to be in that place. And I agree. I think that, you know, you said to start off with it, should you cut your friend off? No. And I agree with that to an extent. I think you should do everything AJ said, talk to her, be, be a hard ass on her. Like obviously she, she may need that. You never know how being completely honest with someone, even if it may hurt them, may make them wake up to something. Because at the end of the day, if that's your friend, she should know that you're never going to say anything to hurt her. If, even if it does even if it does hurt her, you're not meant to be hurt. You're not saying to be hurtful. You're saying it because it's your honest opinion and it's the truth and how you view the situation. But what I will say is if it ever becomes to, and gets to the point where it's affecting you or draining you, you have to protect your own peace. Not saying that that necessarily means you have to cut your friend off. But after you have that hard conversation one time and she's not listening, you may it may have to get to a point to where you have to draw the line with her and say your relationship. I'm not talking about it. To protect our friendship, I'm not going to talk about your relationship, so please don't bring that to me because I've tried to to talk to you about it. You're deciding to stay in it. That's your choice. I can respect that as your friend, but I don't need to, to talk about it anymore because it's affecting me personally. Yeah. I was thinking uh, a couple of days ago, not the same thing, but you know, a, a friend of mine, she's in a relationship with a person that I don't like, and I've made attempts to be around them um, as a couple. And I've done this enough to know that I really, like I've tried, I gave it my all to the point where I, you know, I just, I stopped going around and sort of limited our interaction. And she said to me one day, do you not come around anymore because of him? And I said to her, honestly and truthfully, yeah, like if you want to hang out with me, I have no problem with that. But if I know that he's going to be there, I'm not going to come because I don't want to make it uncomfortable for you. But at the same time, my mental peace and wellness is also really important to me. And I'm not going to put myself in a situation where now I'm uncomfortable, you know? Um, and sometimes you have to do that and, and you're really and truly like, 
as human beings, we forget that the, the person that we owe the most to is ourselves first and foremost. Because if you don't have anything to give, you can't give emptiness to somebody. You know what I mean? If you're taking everything out of your well and your well becomes empty and nobody's replenished your well, now you're empty and there's nothing for you to give anybody and you're going to end up feeling shitty. You're going to end up feeling tired and fatigued and, and, and sad and all these emotions that you didn't go in with the intention of having because you're so focused on supporting somebody else. You have to remember that your own mental health and well-being comes first and foremost, and you should never sacrifice that for anyone. You know, give as much as you can to that point where you feel like, okay, it's overwhelming and it's too much now and take a step back. Nobody can be mad at you for them. If they are, they will just have to deal with that themselves. You know, there's only so much that you can give of yourself. You can't bleed yourself dry for, for anyone. That's a fact. And, and, you got to protect your own peace. I mean, really, I, and I, it, it's it's very simple. Whatever that means to you, you have to be able. You can't you can't give anything to someone if you're not getting anything back, or if you're drained. You have to protect that yourself. And unfortunately, she may be being a bad friend by just coming to you, but not again to like piggyback off what I said earlier. Not intentionally. Not in a way that I'm trying to hurt you. But in a way that she's maybe so caught up in what she has going on, she doesn't realize she's not really feeding back into the into the friendship. So, yeah. Well, anything left on this one? Not for her. <laughs> it's always, it just always sucks when I hear that people are are put in those positions where they have to make a choice to walk away from a friendship. Like especially, you know, it's you know, like intimate relationships are 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 different because look, you know, they involve sex and and all that sort of stuff. But those types of friendships, especially ones that you've cultivated with somebody for a long time, when you're when you're faced with that choice of having to walk away. It just sucks, and it's sad. Yeah. I mean, but the good thing is is that even if you have to walk away, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's forever. True. And some, sometimes sometimes you, you do, for whatever reason, friends separate for a little while, and then they come back, and maybe the friendship's even stronger. So... CJ the optimist. Look at that. I try to be. I, I really try to be. As much as I hate the human race sometimes, I really try to be optimistic for people. I want to see everyone be happy. Just be happy, people. Yeah. Well, that's what we're here for. We're we're here to help people get to the happy. (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Let's get into the next set of reactions from the live show. This one is from a husband and wife couple. We we tell you guys all the time, loveless and badass souls also for the couple. So I'm excited about this one. So I thoroughly enjoyed... I thoroughly enjoyed CJ and AJ's outing to Washington, D.C., being a Virginia native. I really just enjoyed the conversation and the way that they were able to break down certain scenarios and situations in reference to relationships and also um, going into one of the stories that was emailed in in reference to a young lady that was going through a process with uh, her significant other and uh, how they would handle that process if they were in her shoes. That was a really thought-provoking sit-down and situation, and maybe they'll, you know, go a little bit more deeper on a podcast in reference to that emailer, but I thoroughly enjoyed the the overall conversation and getting to meet them and talk to them in person. Thanks a lot. Hello, AJ and CJ. Congratulations on your first live podcast hosted in Washington, D.C. My husband and I bought tickets as soon as it was announced, and you guys did not disappoint. 
It was an amazing production with live Q&A, audience interaction, which was amazing, and great vibes. Um, We're so proud of you guys, and we look forward to your show in Atlanta. We plan to hit that up as well. And yeah, for all those who missed it, bring your girl, bring your guy or both, (laughs) and uh, be prepared to explore and have fun. Kudos to both of you guys on a job well done. Folks, take notes. This is how you do it. All right, and we're back. So this next one... um... This is weird. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm interested to see where this goes. So a husband asks his new wife to file a joint tax return with him so that his back child support can get caught up. She told him no. He called her selfish and he called her selfish. Should she be responsible for his past mistakes? Is he being fair? What would you do? I'd say no, too. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm totally not... No, he's not being selfish and no, she's not being unfair. He's unfair for asking her that. He's unfair for asking her that. Like, seriously? Because this is my thing. To get to the point of being married, there had to have been a dating or courting process. Mm-hmm. Whether it was a week or three months or three years or something, there had to have been a period of time where you guys got to know one another and courted, right? How in that time frame did you not know that you owed back child support? Why would you wait until you get married to say to your wife, okay, well, you know, let's file a joint tax return now so I can pay back the money that I owe for my kids? My man, why are you handling your responsibilities to begin with? How dare you try to burden somebody else with that and then try to make them feel guilty about it? Are you crazy? Like, seriously? Are you dumb? <laughs> so I'm tired to ask people that question. Like, for real, are you dumb? How dare you? You're, you're, you're bright and ota adaf even ask that the question there. Rude. I'm rude and rude. CJ, it's, it's what's what's so weird about this, and this is uh, kind of where my mind went on this. How do women get in these situations to where they're married with someone who doesn't do shit for their kids, like doesn't pay the child? Like, wheel that back, wheel that back, and like, say that again. Wheel that back. Seriously, like, and I and don't get me wrong. Um, I understand that some people make mistakes, whatever. Some people grow out of that. Some people don't feel connected to the child, what, whatever. But at the end of the day. How can you see yourself spending your life with someone who doesn't take care of their children, regardless of how they came into this world? How do you do that? That's something that I, for one, I've never been able to understand. Like people who get with someone who already had children, treated them like shit or didn't take care of their responsibility. Five years from now, they have a kid with this person and they're pissed off that they that they didn't um, that they're not now not helping taking care of the child that they had together. Listen, you got the whole facts, the car facts, whatever, the dad facts, whatever you want to call it. You have it. You're not using it to your disposal. What is wrong with you? Because they go into it thinking, oh, I'm different. I'm going to be the one to change him. My relationship with him is different. If we have kids, it's not going to be the same. I'm not his baby mother. I'm not like her. I'm a stronger woman. I'm not going to put up with that shit. That shit's not going to happen. This is the attitude that they go into it with thinking that it can't happen to them. But the thing is, if this man is showing you who he is, believe him the first fucking time. Believe when someone shows you who they believe him the first time. This man didn't mind his first set of kids, whether it was one child or a dozen kids. You know what I mean? He, you remember? I'm gonna refer back. Remember when we read the the the, the thing about the man who had like thirty some odd kids or one some big number of kids, and <laughs> yeah. everybody was getting a dollar forty nine. 
as shitty as that situation is, at the very least, for whatever he had, everybody was getting a dollar for tonight because that's what the courts awarded. This man, this piece of shit, isn't even paying to the point where he has arrears. Seriously, no nah, man. And then and disrespectful to be upset with her because she said no. That's your responsibility. Handle that shit. That's like coming into a relationship and you have like fifty thousand dollars in debt. You know what I mean? And you're on the bank, the verge of bankruptcy. And now you've married somebody that has money and you're expecting them to cover your, your responsibilities. You can't have that expectation. That That's just ludicrous. You cannot have that expectation that she is supposed to help you pay your back child support. It doesn't work like that. It, nothing in life works like that. I'm sorry. No, I don't. I don't wrong her for saying no. Yeah. I mean, how can you wrong someone for saying no to something that isn't their fucking responsibility? So, yeah, fuck you. Um, nah, like. <laughs> At the end of the day, and I, we don't know if this woman has her own kids, whatever, whatever. The, even if she wants to spend it on fucking some Louis Vuitton heels, guess what? She earned that. She worked for that money over the course of the year. You, you don't you don't get to have any any input on that or to take any part of that. And you're not you haven't been taking care of your responsibility. And really, he must not be working at all. Like. I, I Just if I'm just guessing from this situation, like, I, I don't know. I don't understand it. Um, even even if he wasn't with her, he'd still have this back child support payment. So then what? You know what I mean? You yeah. can't make it else's way. Regardless of whether you you were married to this woman, regardless of whether you have a girlfriend or not, at the end of the day, that responsibility is yours and yours alone. Because if she decides that she's not going to be with you anymore, guess what? You still owe the back child support. It's not going anywhere. It, it, it's not going to magically just disappear now because you have a wife and you feel like she should be able to, to cover for you. So you can't. Nah, fam, don't do that shit. Handle your responsibilities. Welcome to you. Oh, yeah, you're boats. Yeah. <laughs> Piece of shit ass niggas. Like I, women. What this is what I and I, I the dad fact, whatever you want to call it. When you and you can't always judge someone by the past. I'm not saying completely judge them by the past, but you have the red flags. Pay a fucking attention to them. Now if they show you that they're they're different, and also talk to them about it. What what did I say a couple episodes ago? People feel comfortable having sticking their dick raw and having letting someone stick their dick raw on them, but they don't fucking talk to them. If you see somebody's not taking care of their kids or not or not their responsibilities, whether it be financially just in life and not even to do with anything, kids, have that conversation with them before you decide to attach yourself to a person like this. You are now married to this person. Theoretically, yes, you can get divorced, but theoretically, you have stood up there and said through thick and thin, through better and worse, you're going to be married to this person for someone who doesn't fucking take care of the baseline responsibilities. I, and I always have this thing and. People, men have got on on me before and i've said it on on the awakening soul and just out in, in social media there is nothing where i don't care what else i don't care if you're a future uh fortune 500 business owner or whatever if you don't take care of your fucking kids you're the scum of the fucking earth you can't be trusted like i don't give a fuck what else positive you have going on in your life kids are innocent kids come into this world with a clean slate it doesn't matter what their mother did it doesn't matter what their father did it doesn't matter if you slipped up and got a prostitute pregnant that kid, that child is pure. So for you to for you to not be not take care of that, for you to not cultivate that person, not, for you not to have an active involvement in that person's life, to me, you're a complete piece of shit. You're not even worth the time. Them and men who have children say like second life and only take care of the second set of kids, but not the first set of kids that they have. Yeah. Them you know what it always makes me think of like in celebrities um gucci main and his wife kiora Kier, whatever yeah every time they post a picture of money cj people in their comments drag him because apparently he has a child that he's not taking care of mr them drag the man so till 
But it's again, it's one of those things when you have responsibilities, like CJ said, take care of your kids. They didn't ask to be here. They didn't ask to be made. You decided that you're going to drop raw dick in somebody and a baby came forth. That's your responsibility. Handle it. Did By the way, so like we, we had our own drinks. Did you get to actually taste the... I didn't. I didn't. You didn't? You know what? I didn't get to taste. And I think I had a sip of, I had a sip of something that you were drinking, but outside of that, I didn't. But um, Avery said, Avery from Soul of a Hustler, thank you so much for being there and for doing everything that you did. Um, she said that the the murder pussy drinks were like really, really great and everybody really liked, but I didn't, I didn't get to try either one. Did you have both? I did. How were they? Awesome. Like literally they were great. The red bitter assassin and the murder pussy was amazing. Like nice. nice. Yeah. I like that. I like that we have signature drinks. I think that's pretty dope. <laughs> <laughs> so uh we're gonna get into the next set of reactions from the live show. When we come back, we're gonna get into our last topic for the day. Hi you guys. First I wanna say thank you for an amazing, amazing event. It was my first time watching you guys. I listen to you guys almost every day. No, not almost, but every day. It was I was glad to put a face to the voices that I listen to on a daily basis. Um my favorite, favorite part of the whole event was the demonstrations. I enjoyed them. I enjoyed that you guys got to talk to us. You guys like to you know get to know who listens to you and who enjoys you guys. Um, I love AJ. Of course, I love you too, CJ, but I love AJ. If, if I could meet her again, I probably would. Um, it was just gr- it was a great time, a great energy, a great show, a great adult show. And I learned a lot from everything, and I cannot wait for the next episode. All right, AJ, this last topic, what we got? Okay, so I've been divorced for two years now, and it's an ongoing battle with the mother of my child. I recently found out that in the last five out of seven years of our marriage, she cheated on me and had an ongoing relationship with my cousin's boyfriend, and my cousin and and her happen to be best friends. We have a three-year-old child, and now I'm starting to wonder whether or not the child is mine or the child is his. I love her with all my heart. My ex is now living with that man that she cheated on me with, and the days that I don't have my child, she is with them. I love her to no end and it would break my heart to know that she's not mine and I would probably end up in jail, but I really feel like I need to know while at the same time, I don't want to know. What do you think I should do? Woo. Um, wow. Okay. So I definitely think you should know. And as as hurtful as it may be to find out if the child is not yours, I think you have every right to know. And that doesn't even necessarily mean that, you won't be in that child's life at all anymore, but you have the right to know. And if she was cheating on you with someone that close to both of you guys and her best friend's husband, who's to say that that's the only person like the Like I, I, there would be all types of things going through my head. You absolutely should know you would hate to, I, I would hate for you to be in a situation to where you say, Oh no, I, I, I don't need to know. I don't want to know. And then 10 years down the road, you, you start questioning it again. Like, just get the inch out there that way it's it's black or white whether you are or not the father and then you can decide how you want to move forward at that point like i said it does not mean that you that you have to cut that kid completely out if you don't if you choose not to but for me personally i could say that i i wouldn't have any peace not knowing for sure yeah i i absolutely agree with you and i think one of the things that i you and i talked about before is too like you don't want to start looking at your your daughter or the little girl and think 
you know, resentful thoughts, you know, and, and you don't want that to come out in your actions towards her in any kind of way. And it would be really easy for that to happen because of your frustration towards your ex and the man that she's with. And then, you know, CJ, you and I have talked about this before, a friend of mine who sent for his daughter to come up from Jamaica to only to find out after 18 years that the child was not his. And now he can't file for her, but he loves her so much that he's trying to figure out a way to get her here without trying to file for her as, as her dad. Um, and it's crazy because her mom is adamant that the child is his and that the courts made a mistake with the, made a mistake with the DNA test, with the science. Um, uh, and they're telling him the wrong such thing. Denial. Right. Just absolutely crazy because she, she knows what she did. You know what I mean? She knows what she did and she knows, she knows what she did. Um, but she, for me personally, I would want to know just for peace of mind. Um, and also too, that you're, you're armed with information so that you can make a choice clearly about what it is that you want to do. You know, again, you don't want to be looking at her every day and thinking to yourself, I don't know if you're mine or not. And you don't want to start treating her some type of way because you feel or may not feel that she's not yours, you know? So there's something I want to ask you, CJ, something else that I read that kind of piggybacks onto this. Um, so it's, it's the thing that I read on social media that said, so a man finds out that a child is not his after paying child support for a number of years, mm-hmm. is he owed that money back? Like the court has proved by through DNA that the child is not his. Let's say, you know, it is 14, 15 years that have gone by. Uh-huh. Should, he, should he be paid back his money? Well, here in the States, it's weird. Um, so I, I don't know if it's every state, but some states are, if you sign the birth certificate, they can say up and all day that you, you got proved that you weren't the father. You still have to pay child support. They're not going to return shit. Even after it's been physically Even proved? after. So if you if you sign the birth certificate, I, and I again, anyone who does know for sure, I know uh, Christian actually works in child support, so she may be able to send an email into this. But I know, for example, like me being in Missouri, I know for a fact in Missouri and Ohio, at least, if you sign that birth certificate, you have to pay child support regardless of a DNA test, Jesus coming back saying you aren't the father, any, any of that. That you still have to pay child support. I think that's absolutely crazy. Isn't it? That's absolutely crazy. Okay, so then what happens if, like, okay, so you find out the child is not yours. You've signed the birth certificate. But the father of the child comes forth and says, I'm the father of the child. Scott fucking free. Really? If the birth certificate was signed. Now, I think think there's, like, a long, drawn-out process to where you can get – well – if both agree, so let's say, let's say for some reason, let's say you're the father, you, I'm the father. I, I thought I was the father. DNA, te, DNA test proved I wasn't the father, but I signed the birth certificate. Unless you agree to sign the birth certificate and us to go through that process, I'm still on the hook for child support. That's just fucking crazy. I'm so sorry. That's just crazy to me. I, like who makes these laws? I don't understand. That's just insane. When science unequivocally proves you are not the father because you signed a fucking piece of paper that can be set on fire and burned to shreds, like gone. And somebody say to you that you still have to pay it and you know you can't get your money back. Yes. And after it's been proven. So like, okay, so suppose you and I have a kid together. It's year four. It comes to light that this child is not yours. DNA has proven 100% that this baby's not yours. But you signed the birth certificate. You're on the hook for the next 14 years? Yes. Oh hell no! Now you, now you as the mother can agree to take me off. You can do that too. You can agree to take me off birth certificate. Later, women who are not going to do that, they want their money. And my thing is, is that if that's going to be the law, like if if the law is going to be, if you sign the birth certificate, you have to sign, you have to pay child support regardless. 
I personally think then it should be required to take a DNA test before you allow someone to take a birth to sign a birth certificate. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. I th- and as bad as it is right now with the way that things are happening and we may get backlash for saying this. I may get backlash. I don't give a fuck. Do the DNA test in the hospital. If there's a man standing up there who you claim to be the father, do a DNA test for everybody. And I think women need to stop getting offended if, um, so, okay, this is the thing. And if, if you're married and whatever, I can understand being more offended. But if you are in, even if you are, well, yeah, but if you're dating or in a casual thing, if a man says, you know what, just to to get any and all questions out because of X, Y, Z, I feel more comfortable if we get a DNA test. Stop fucking getting offended. Stop, stop getting offended by it. Like, I don't think women should get offended by that. CJ, you didn't hear me just say the woman in Jamaica got offended when the court said to her the child is not his she's gonna tell them the scientists at the court (laughs) they're wrong they need to do it again because i don't know where she works or what she does in her home in her backyard with the obia bushanting where she's doing some kind of science that's telling her that the child is his even though the (laughs) trends don't join up like for real for real i don't care if you're married because really and truly in the world that we live in right now, we know that fuckery happens all the time. I heard a story about a man, a minister who has three children, is unable to have kids, but he has three children from his wife. Mm. And he secretly did a DNA test and found out that the kids, he knows the kids are not his, yeah. but he did it to prove to her at whatever point he decides to bring it to her that he knows that she's been fucking on him. But she kill her dead, kill her dead. She would swear blind those kids are his. That's why I'm going to get a vasectomy, and I'm not going to tell nobody. You know what? Your tubes will grow back. A woman that I worked with 15 years ago, her husband's tube reattached, and she got pregnant. And he was on the verge of divorce until they had a DNA test, and the DNA test proved that the baby was his. And when he went back to the doctor, the doctor said, there's like a 1 in 100,000 chances of the tube growing back, and it did. And she ended up getting pregnant from her husband. But by that point, she was done because she's like, I've been faithful to you. How dare you not trust me kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And honestly, the way that the world is now, couples, singles, we're boyfriend and girlfriend, whatever it is, you have a baby, just do a DNA test so everybody's cool. Then sign the birth certificate. Don't make it about trust. Don't make it about, oh, I would never cheat on you because we know that some people who swear blind that they are faithful are some motherfucking liars. Exactly. And yeah, I mean, you you can't be too safe nowadays. All, all jokes aside, and I don't. I, and it's not a, a question of what type of person you are or anything like that. Like people, there should be nothing wrong with having reassurance. But it's the same thing. It's like when they do your blood type. You know, they have to check to make sure that you don't have any sort of hereditary diseases. They check to see what your blood type is. They check to see what you are. You know, they, they check all these things with babies when they're, they're first born. They check their sugar levels. They check all kinds of things. Why is it wrong to do a DNA test and find out and make sure that the children belong to or the child belongs to who it's said that they belong to? Like, really and truly, what is wrong with that? I was saying that they do all kinds of tests. They check your blood to see what your blood type is. Yeah. You know what I mean? They check to see what your sugar levels are, because if your sugar levels are too low, they're not going to release the baby from the hospital. They check to make sure that there are no genetic or hereditary diseases like they do all these tests with them. What is so wrong about them doing a DNA test to make sure that the pick belong to who you say it belongs to? Why not? Yeah. Hey, I mean, yeah, don't don't get offended by that. If, if there's I look at it this way. If you are a woman 
and your man asks you to get a DNA test and you know for 100 percent fact that you didn't do anything, don't even get offended. That's just something you're you're building trust. So you can just look at like I told you, motherfucker. Like it just gives you another thing to say I told you so about. So all the time people get offended by the wrong things. <laughs> yeah, the wrong, the wrong shit. Um some women don't care because they're looking to give a man. And in in Jamaica, they call it a jacket when a child is not yours. But some women are honestly looking to give a man a jacket. They're looking to pin a child to a man because they're trying to keep that man, even though they know in their heart of hearts and in their soul that that picnic is not his. But is that Alan? I love him. He's like the house terrorist. <laughs> um. Well, AJ, that's it for this week as far as topics. We do have an announcement that I am super excited about. If you're listening to this anytime after, like right after it's posted, you're probably already going to see the post in the IG story and shit because we got shit ready to go. But I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about this announcement. Let's do it, AJ. Go, give it to them. Give it to them. So to them. we just had a live show in DC that was um, Underdog Fuckery 3.0. But fuck it. We're going to go ahead and announce it. We are going to be in Atlanta, ATL, Georgia, July 27th for a cool and deadly unadulterated fuckery 4.0. But this time the theme changes. This one is a lingerie and pajama party. So women, you don't have you don't have to wear lingerie. It's an option. You can wear pajamas. It doesn't matter what type of pajamas. It could be onesies. It can be two piece. It could be flannel. It doesn't matter. But we are coming to the dirty dirty for a pajama party. How do you feel about that, AJ? I'm I'm absolutely excited. So I'm gonna give. I'm gonna be like the hard ass and the bulldog. So I'm just gonna say. Um, as much as we are a fun podcast and as much as we're like sexy and sexual and sometimes hypersexual and all that sort of stuff, and we're all about the fuckery, it is a grown and sexy and tasteful event. So, you know, it's, it's fine if you want to wear like, you know, something skimpy or whatever, but don't come with all your ass out. Don't come with all your breasts hanging outside. Don't come in like, you know, a G string and nothing else. Like it's, it's not that type of party. You know, we want people to have fun and feel sexy and feel comfortable and safe in the space. Um, but we also want people to be tasteful. You know what I mean? We know how we do the same way. Like, you know, when we did the DC show, there were a lot of women that came dressed sec. for you. The gal them, them come on hot. Yes. The gal them come on hot. And look, wicked. There were, there was not an ugly toe in the building, at least not visible. No, every, that's what I'm saying. Everybody came on point. Like everyone clearly understood grown, sexy and tasteful. And that's the type of theme that we're trying to carry. So definitely, you know, if you want to wear like a sexy bra and some silky pajama pants or silk, silky pajama, whatever it is, however it is that you do it, but it's grown, sexy and tasteful. And CJ, you said the South is hot. We're about to come hot up the plates. <laughs> we are more. Listen, and, and, and Freak Nick turned into like a, a, um, a family thing. Listen. There's never been something like what's fin- what we're finna do to Atlanta. I don't give a damn, Uncle Luke. You can bring all that shit up. There's nothing like what we're about to do to Atlanta. We're gonna leave our foot in Atlanta's ass just like we did DC. Absolutely. So we're gonna be posting all the details. Um, uh, as CJ mentioned, it's Saturday, July the twenty seventh. Uh, tickets will go live sometime next week, and we will definitely let you know about that. But keep an ear and an eye open for it. If you miss DC. Trust me, member, tell you, you don't want to miss Atlanta. We're, we're 
we didn't break nothing in DC, but we might well break something in Atlanta. Exactly. Um, and another announcement: we will be launching Patreon soon. Um, and one of the first pieces of content that's going to be on there, exclusively for Patreons, our patrons on Patreon, is the video from our next live show, 4.0, is going to be exclusive to Patreons. Now, everyone may see clips. They may see a segment or so, but if you want that full video experience, you have to be a Patreon. So once we announce that and start tweeting that out and posting links there, go and subscribe there. The pay scale, I believe, is $10, $15. Okay. And so with that being said, uh, patrons will be getting a bonus episode once a month and then exclusive video for any of our live events. Yes. Excitement. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's it. This has been another episode of Love, Lust, and Badass. So, AJ, tell them where they can find us. Uh, you can find us on our social media platforms, um, Instagram and Twitter, Love, Lust, and B-A-S. Uh, you can listen to our episodes on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Spreaker, Stitcher, Anchor, and Google Play. If you want to email us, you can reach us at lovelust and B-A-S, all one word, at yahoo.com. CJ will give you our phone number. And please, stop calling for me because I am never going to answer the phone. It's not my personal number. Oh, for the love of God, I'm tired to tell people this. Um, you can find me on my personal social media. I'm on Instagram at badass underscore Jones underscore. And I'm also on Twitter at that Jones kid, AJ one. And you can, you can follow me at CEO Hayes is at CEO H A I Z E. That voicemail that AJ mentioned is 614-547-2039. That's it. This has been another episode of the best adult podcast that you will find period point blank. We will see you sexy people next week in Atlanta. Very, very soon. You motherfuckers better do your job and roll up and watch how we roll up and I can't control the thing, hope it is so nuts. I take a sip of that yak, I wanna fuck. I take a hit of that chronic that got me stuck. But really, what's amazing is how I keep blazing. Towel under the door, I'm smoking to the days and puff, puff the past, the fuck up rotation. Hypnotic for Henny, that nigga, that's a chaser. Turn nothing to something, that pippin', that's a savior. Best things like green, that pippin', get your paper. High off the ground instead of skyscraper. Cool out, thinking we local. Come on, homie, we major. We major? Come on, homie, we major. We major? Come on, homie, we major. We major. Come on, homie, we made you, we made you. Come on. Feeling better than some head on a Sunday afternoon.